just interesting. And and, and good point that look hold look for Jay that that whole situation we experienced over Christmas. What what was your yeah. thoughts around how the government handled that particular issue? And you know perhaps what, what could they have done better? And how how did it you know how do you think it was addressed effectively or not? Well, I mean, look, a lot of a lot of heroic people put in a ton of effort over Christmas to try to make sure that it wasn't a disaster because the vulnerability itself was really severe. Mm-hmm. It was very widespread because almost every enterprise application uses Log4j and a lot of them were using vulnerable versions. And because they log, almost all of them log some kind of untrusted data, they're all vulnerable to this attack. And it's devastating. It's a one HTTP request attack, often unauthenticated, that will completely take over an application mm-hmm. server. So, you know, your whole government portal goes, uh, you know, in, into the possession of the attacker or your whole online bank or your whole insurance company. It's all, you know, gets taken over. So it's really a devastating flaw. And sure. in, in terms of the response, I think, you know, it, it was a lot of heroic effort, but it wasn't really necessary. These kind of things are obvious mm-hmm. and predictable. Mm-hmm. They're going to happen every once in a while and you need to be prepared. Mm-hmm. So, you know, some of the obvious things that you should have in place in your organizations, you should know where all your open source is, what versions you're using, which servers they're running on, and you should be able to quickly respond. Uh, mm-hmm. If there's a new vulnerability that comes out, you should say, well, I know that's on server ABC and you know these hundred other servers, and those are the ones that you need to go fix right away. But beyond that, you should also be looking on the uh, the attack side of things and you should be able to detect attacks against mm. new vulnerabilities right away. Mm. And you should have a, a mechanism for either pre- preventing them from being exploited or for responding with a new, you know, a new defense that will prevent them from being exploited very quickly. I mean, we're, we're talking, you have to be able to put that in place in, let's say, hours after a, a disclosure like that. Stat, absolutely. It can't be mm. days or weeks mm. or mm. months. I mean, Equifax took months to respond to mm. the struts breach flaw. And, you know, they got hacked really badly. Right. But we see, you know, whenever one of these new things mm. comes mm. out, you know, contrast monitors tens of thousands of applications for these kinds of things. And as soon as it gets disclosed, within a day, we see widespread attacks across our customer base against that new vulnerability that nobody knew about yesterday. And so, you know, you have to be able to respond in mm-hmm, that time. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking hours is like the right amount of time that you have is, you know, a relatively small number of hours to fix it. Yeah, absolutely. No, it makes, it makes perfect sense. I think instantly now industry instantly from government in the UK, the government securities uh, services, they look at that, that, that golden first hour as being critical to you know damage mitigation and making sure that you know, you're able to respond effectively to a threat at any given time. So yeah, totally agree right. what you said. Makes perfect sense. See, I was really proud of how Contrast responded to that particular flaw that came out. Um, it's it's yeah. interesting, and I'll just say this because I think it's important to understand the kind of layers of defense that you need to have in place. So, in the first place. Sure. In order for you to be susceptible to this log4j thing, you have to use untrusted data in a log call somewhere. So a developer has to do something to make that happen. And that we'd call that log injection. And that's a flaw that Contrast has been pointing out for years, well in advance of log4shell and all that. Um, If you had fixed all of those Mm -hmm. vulnerabilities, then you wouldn't have been vulnerable to log4shell because we would have you already prevented any untrusted data from going into log files. So there's there's that piece of it is you need to have a code hygiene process in place 
to make sure that you're not introducing vulnerabilities. The next thing is, you know, like have an open source uh, security program in place so that you can update libraries quickly. Your libraries are generally close to the latest version. Uh, you're able to respond quickly. And we, we talked about that a little bit. Yeah. And then the last piece is this runtime protection piece. And uh, again, Contrast has that capability. It's called RASP technically, a runtime application self-protection. And I think we were the only vendor that was that prevented exploits against this log for shell vulnerability from even well before this uh, disclosure was made because we prevent kind of fundamentally the, the techniques that attackers were using to exploit it. Things like uh, expression language injection and uh, unsafety serialization. Mm. Those things, when you have RASP in place, those things can't be exploited. And so unfortunately our customers were all protected and we had some great feedback from our customers. Like, you know, the, the teams that were using contrast got to go home for the weekend, which was really excellent. Nice.